I'm Kate Daniels. Finding our place in the world and fully contributing comes in part from a quality education. It's the kind of education that takes place each day at Seattle Urban Academy. A few guests this morning are here to share some stories and offer us the opportunity to partner with them to carry it forward. Let's first meet Tony Bolin, the SUA Leadership Development Officer. Tony Bolin, good morning. It is so wonderful to have you join us once again. Well, okay, thank you so much. It's been a while, but it's a delight to be with you this morning, and uh, thank you so much for giving us a chance to talk about Seattle Urban Academy. It's always, of course, my special interest and privilege to have this opportunity. So we want to take this time and give just a quick overview right now about Seattle Urban Academy and what is actually going on with this incredible school. Sure. I love to talk about Seattle Urban Academy, Kate. I really do. First of all, you know, a lot of the listeners uh, that you have, I'm, I'm pretty sure, have not heard about SUA. Most likely, it, we're a small school a high school located down in the Rainier Valley in Seattle. If people know uh, the Rainier Valley, we're at the corner of Martin Luther King and Othello, so right in the heart of the Rainier Valley. And Seattle Urban Academy is actually part of Krista Ministries. So we've been in existence in our present form since 1993. So we've been around a while. We are small. We cap our enrollment at about 36 students. And you kind of say, well, why would you do that? Well, the reason is because the students who come to SUA, by and large, are students who have really struggled in public school, not because they're not smart, but because they've fallen behind and just don't really have the support system to help them get caught up. So when they come to SUA, that's what they find is a very small, very supportive atmosphere. It's really like no other place I've ever seen before. It's an amazing school. And of course, because of the special group of students that come to SUA, this type of atmosphere is really critically important to their ultimate success, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, Kate. You're right. You know, the majority of our students, as I said, they've struggled academically. And part of the reason why is a lot of them don't have, I hate to say it, a very good support system at home. Uh, A lot of them come from uh, low-income households. In some cases, they've got various risk factors in their background. So, you know, imagine you're uh, in sixth or seventh grade, you start to fall behind, and there's nobody at home to help you get caught up. The tendency for some of these young people is to kind of fall further and further behind and get more and more frustrated with school. And, you know, you talk to the students at Seattle Urban Academy, and you hear that same story over and over again. So when they they come to a place with a small class size, lots of hands-on instruction, tutors and teachers who really care, but also challenge them academically. It's really exciting to see what happens. They, they really begin to shine. And that is so critically important, not just for the student, of course, but where it really does count, but really for all of us, for our strength as a community, as a country. Isn't that That's so? True. Right? That's true. Right. Yeah. The, unfortunately, the dropout rate among some minority groups is really quite high and it's not getting any better. And so, you know, we really want to stem that tide and be sure these young lives are not wasted, but instead they have a chance to live out their giftedness and learn how to start their own families and give back to the community. You're absolutely right, Kate. Well, I think it would be really opportune to now meet one of the teachers who's just so in connection with these students and also have a chance to meet one of the students. What do you think about that, Tony? 
I think that's a great idea. And if the teacher that I'm thinking of is the same one you're thinking of, he's a delightful man who just loves these students so much. I think your listeners are going to really enjoy hearing from him. Excellent. David McIntosh, good morning. It is so wonderful to have you join us today. Good morning. It is good to be here with you, Kate. It is certainly an exciting time. It's the holiday season, and I imagine, just like any school, the students at SUA at Seattle Urban Academy are probably just uh, besides themselves wanting to get on vacation. Is that right? Yes, they are. But I have to say, I think they're beside themselves because they're expecting a wonderful Christmas celebration that we do every year. So that's a little bit of excitement for them, as well as I think wanting to get on that two-week hiatus. They're looking forward to it. (laughs) Well, I think it's just natural to look forward to vacation. But in general, what is your sense of how the students are at SUA? Is it a different atmosphere than what students actually do face in the public school system? Oh, absolutely. I think because of the number of students that we have, we're able to cultivate a level of community that allows them to see each other in such a more collaborative and friendship way. It's different because they have to, because it's just the number that there are of them. They have to see each other and communicate with each other in ways that cause them to be a lot more vulnerable and a lot more susceptible to each other's personality. So it's a good thing, and, and they're acclimating to it really well. And They've created a really wonderful community this school year so far. It sounds like these are skills that are, of course, great for the classroom, but really are life skills. This is going to serve them well in their future. Kate, you're absolutely right. And that's one of the reasons we focus so much on cultivating a community. And we work really closely with a restorative justice project that causes us to not only work together, but if things don't go well in some of our collaborations, we're able to talk through them and get back to task at working well together. So super. There's just a great support network. Which leads me to one of your students. His feels like such an incredible story. Maybe he epitomizes uh, many of the students who are there, perhaps not. But can you give us a little insight into Josh and then we'll hear what Josh has to say? Oh, absolutely. Joshua is one of the most impressive emerging adults that I think I've ever met. He came to us about two and a half years ago and had very few high school credits, but had such a desire to earn a high school diploma, as well as, as you were just saying, learning some basic soft skills to get along in the world and to be marketable in the employment field. So he came with a lot of exuberant desire to do well, and it has proven to be a great asset for Joshua. He's worked diligently to earn most of his high school credits all up to this point. He had some bumps along the way, so it was not without having to cause a few stumbling blocks to turn into stepping stones for him. But overall, he is working diligently, doing well. He has a strong constitution, Kate, to complete tasks that he sets his heart out to do. And that high school diploma is a goal that he has decided to meet. So he is an impressive young man. 
That is so great to hear because I have listened to the audio we have of what Joshua has said about his life. So why don't we take a moment now and listen to that, shall we? Okay. My dad had went to jail. He had got caught for speeding, you know. He had uh, drugs in the car. He had weed in there. So, you know, he he was supposed to do 10 years. He got lawyered. Luckily for him, you know, he got out in six months. He did tell me at a young age, don't follow me, be better than me, you know. But seeing him do certain things, you know, it's just, it's, it's like when you're a young age, it's monkey see, monkey do. You are, you're going to do what you see and you are what you hang around, you know, that the stuff soaks into you. So it's like I took after him a little bit, you know. We was in a car, you know, we was leaving a party, driving down a, a long straightaway road. It was dark. And I remember hearing like a, a like a car speeding up. There's four people in the back seat, so it was like as soon as they started shooting, I couldn't go nowhere. So I was just stuck there, and automatically I felt the first shot hit me straight in my hip. And we were getting shot at, and I'm just like, man, I'm hit, bro, you know, go to the hospital. They wasn't done shooting yet, so they was still shooting. They shot about 10 times. My other homeboy, he died, he got hit in his head and his, his uh, body, you know, his liver. My friend who got shot that night, his name was Melita, but we call him MD. So now that was definitely a, it was, it was a lesson and a blessing at the same time. That's what I could say. I could definitely say that because it opened my eyes even more, made me uh, really think about like what I want to do. And if I'm with the right people, you know, what should I do? What I really want to accomplish in my life and what I feel my purpose is, is to really go to school and be the first male in my family to graduate from high school and go to college, you know. I seen my cousin doing good, you know. He was going to Seattle Urban Academy before I was. The first time I walked in the SUA, uh, it was already a welcoming feeling because I had seen family there, you know, because I seen my cousin. But when I first walked in, I just seen I seen teachers, I seen a whole bunch of kids, you know, they look happy. And I had came and I was like, what's up with my cousin, you know, to see what's up with him. You know, we talked real quick and I was like, you going to school here? He said, yeah. I went down the hall to see where I could sign up and I seen this tall black male with a, a vicious smile. And it was just, you know, it was just, it was crazy, you know. He was like, where are you going to school at? You know, are you in school? You How do you know Malik? And I told him, that's my cousin. He was like, oh, okay, come sign up, you know? When I came here, it definitely, it gave me that welcoming feeling off top, so I wanted to know more. I was curious. So when they called, when they told me and called I was in here, I, I was so happy, you know? I was like, yeah, man, you know, I'm close to school. I'm about to get this right. You know, ain't no more jail, you know? I'm right down the street, you know? I was happy, I was ready. Well, it was just like, Finally, I could do this. The people here is great. The teachers is great. They always, they always help me. You know, there always is gonna be help for you here. You know, it's just so welcoming that you feel like your family off the bat. The community is great. The teachers, there's the school's small too, so you know the teachers have enough time to help you. You know, give you the help you need, the support you need all the tools that you need, you know, to stay after school and sacrifice their time to help us succeed and thrive.
So, David, that is so incredible. What a tough, tough life, which kind of sounds like there are too many youth here, even in just our own community, that encounter this kind of violence and being drawn down such a negative pathway. But I'm liking that Joshua is in such a better place. But what is your overall experience with these young people that come to you at SUA? Kate, you know, I'm always amazed how God has set each youth that I get an opportunity to interact with. He set them up to succeed because inside of them, they all seem to want to connect at some level. And they want to connect in such a way that they feel seen and known. And Joshua talked about my smile, and that makes me laugh because I think to myself, I think that smile is the connection of saying, you're accepted, you're okay, and come and join us and be a part of what we're doing here and allow yourself to be successful in what you desire to do in your future. So I think that smile was that acceptance, but so many of our young people are in need of adults connecting with them and just letting them know that they are seen and they are valuable and an important part of our communities. And so I think that's another reason why SUA works so well. It's because we have so many amazing volunteer tutors and lunch helpers and just people from the community that comes in and they say, hey, we want to help. We want to be a part of this mission. And the young people acclimate to the environment and just all of the help. And they say thank you in their own way of just being present and working diligently on all their academic disciplines and doing very, very well and showing the adults, thank you for seeing me. Thank you for accepting me and making me a part of something bigger than myself, this community at SUA. So it's, it's really fun, Kate, and it has been for years for me. Which is so critically important, and it sounds so wonderful. And as you were saying these things, David, I could mm-hmm. sense how using the example of Joshua where he said, my father was in prison. He doesn't want me to follow in his steps, but obviously there is not a role model there for him. So it's so easy to fall off the track. But at SUA, your smile brought him in. He has you. He has the other tutors that are there. We all just need someone to, to let us know that we're important, right? That, that they care about yeah. us. Yeah. And it's so true. As you said, we all, all of us have people that we look at and we say, wow, that's a person that I would like to be uh, like in some way. And I think our students are looking for that. And young people, uh, all of our communities are looking for role models, people that they can emulate their lives in such a way. And like you said, with Joshua, there was the no father in the home and a bit of a deficit. And so when he sees an African-American male such as myself that has a accepting smile and saying, hey, come on, let me talk to you uh, and find out who you are and you can see who I am and, and let's talk and that it makes them feel apart again. It makes them feel uh, significant and that's important, I think. And so it's been a great, great joy. I can see how your role as a teacher, as this male role model in this school, really is so significant. 
a lot of our kids look to the sports stars like, oh, yeah, you know, they're so great. I'm going to do that sort of thing. Well, that's lovely, but it's a very small percentage. You are representing something that is so important, so needed, and so much more accessible in a professional situation for these students. That is so incredibly important, this work that you're doing. Oh, my goodness, yes. And some of them, because the role models are only accessible through the media, and that's television sometimes, and watching certain professional sports players do well, that's the only vision they seem to have for themselves. But when they meet other professionals, myself as an educator, or others that are, uh, so we have quite a few folks who have worked and are working for corporations such as Boeing and Google and Microsoft, and they come and they tutor, and the students are talking with them and getting to hear some of their story and to hear some of their career paths and say, wow, that could be me. I could do that. And, of course, the tutors are excited about that and say, well, of course you can. And so it gives them a different perspective to pursue and to somewhat emulate in their lives, in their young lives of trying to find careers or interests of work for themselves. And so it's a joy to watch. Kate, it is a joy to watch. So for you to go to work every day, David, is a joy, I imagine. Oh, my goodness. I wouldn't trade it for the world, I tell you. Uh, You know, Christ coming in this season was a surprise to all humanity. And, of course, how he came as a baby and to grow to be the Messiah and all the amazing gifts that he gives us is absolute surprise. Well, I get to experience a Christmas every day that I'm with my students because they surprise me all the time. And I mean good surprises. They're academics, the, the ability to just work diligently on their core disciplines. If it's a math class, if it's a language arts class, a science class, they're working so diligently. And it's so fun to see it uh, when they were told or came to us not as successful academically. But now they are with the individual help that they get, with the encouragement that they get. So, And it surprises them. It surprises us. It's like Christmas all over again. <laughs> so we get to experience that on a daily basis. There are miracles and great surprises that God just gives them as they continue to invest themselves in our community at Seattle Urban Academy. And it's just a blast. It's just <laughs> a blast to be a part of. And what about Joshua? Does he have an idea of what he wants to do once he graduates? Oh, my goodness. I think the landscape is narrowing down a bit. He's got ideas regarding construction because he loves to use his hands. He loves math. And he's, uh, he's a thinker. He's a processor. So he, he loves building. So he's thought about many different fields, but I think the one that he's thinking of going into is mostly construction. Wow. And you know, that sounds so perfect because I was just hearing recently how there is just such a great need for those in construction because there's so much building going on and there are just not enough people in the trades. So that is so wise to think of, you know, what his talent is and to match that up. And I am sure that Seattle Urban Academy has a lot to do with that to open their eyes to the doors that are open. Oh, yes. 
we focus at least 16 weeks for our upperclassmen on what we call career transition. So introducing them to lots of careers and sometimes that leads to internships. We do uh, quite a bit of work that way. And we also do a big career fair in March that all of our students attend uh, mandatorily. And it's just to help them to see and hear professionals within our community that are doing particular careers that they may be interested in. And it has proven to be in the last few years a real plus. The students love it. The professionals in our community love us to participate. So it's been a win-win for all of us. So terrific. Well, you have certainly given us some great highlights. I wish we had more time, but I think you've really captured the essence here, David, of letting us see what goes on and why it is so successful for these students to be in this atmosphere that kids who might have totally fallen through big cracks are really going to be prominent members of our community. And those are our prayers, and we are so excited to be a part of what God's doing, especially in our Rainier Valley area. And thank you for inviting me. It was good to be with you. And so, Tony, my goodness, this is just so exciting to hear all this incredible work, lives changed and transformed. How can we, the public here in the Puget Sound area, get involved? Well, that's a great question, and I'm glad you asked it. You know, I should just point out, before I go straight to your question, Kate, that, you know, I'm sure you heard when you listened to David, the passion and the compassion in the man's voice, and all of our teachers are the same way. We have an extremely well-qualified faculty. I mean, uh, these people could teach in any school in the state, oftentimes at the college level, but they choose to be at Seattle Living Academy because they love it so very much. So, you know, I think what you hear from David, you'd also hear from our other five outstanding teachers. You know, the students that come to Seattle Liberty Academy, as I said earlier in the program, are almost entirely you know, low-income students. And they, you know, even though we have a, a name, Seattle Urban Academy, we're not like other private schools that make all of our money on tuition. Our students do pay a very small tuition to come. I should point that out. But it's very small. It covers only a couple of percentage points of the overall cost. The rest of the cost is borne by donors. It's covered by supporters, some foundations, some companies, but lots of individuals who just believe in the work of Seattle Urban Academy. And so we do appreciate donations of any size, large or small. And I can give you the website here in just a second. I should point out, too, Kate, because people sometimes ask, Because we have a small class size, it's more expensive to educate our students. That's just kind of how the math works. But we do try to operate very efficiently. And if you ever came to the school, which I hope some of your listeners might want to do, you'd see that we're certainly not, uh, you know, spending money willy-nilly. We are very careful with donated funds. But it costs about 160 some dollars a day for every student at the school. And, uh, you know, so it really works out to be a pretty pricey proposition. So if we have people who want to support us, oftentimes this time of year, it's easiest to go to the website, which is sua.org, just www.sua.org, and make a donation really of any size. I'm excited to say right now, just for your listeners, Kate, that because we do have a generous donor who has put up some challenge money, all those gifts are going to be doubled until December 31st. So that's an exciting incentive, perhaps, for somebody 
was just hearing about SUA for the first time to say, wow, I want to get on board. Now is a good time to do it. Absolutely. That excites me no end is to think about my money doubling. If, you know, in this case, it goes so much further for all the reasons that you just mentioned as to why it's so important to have this education and these small class sizes. Yeah, you know, one thing we do, I should uh, say, I think uh, David might have alluded to this, is we try to help our students figure out what life after high school is supposed to be. We don't just say, okay, here's your diploma. You know, good luck and Godspeed. We spent a lot of time and energy trying to help students figure out after high school, then what? And not every student should go on to four-year college, although I should point out we've got two young women right now that are over at Whitworth University on a full scholarship. We have one young woman graduated from Whitworth last June on a full scholarship. And in other students that are going to community college, they're going to vocational school, we take our students around and show them what higher education might look like. We also help our students find summer jobs, uh, and we also help our students learn what the employment world is like with job shadows and career fairs. So, you know, really, again, Kate, because so many of our students don't have this experience from their own families, sadly, it's not at all unusual to have a lot of our graduates be the first in their family to graduate from high school. We try to fill in the gap and help them apply to school and so on. So really, it's it's much more than a high school diploma. It's also planning for their future. So a gift to SUA, it's an investment. It's an investment in these young people. It's an investment in the community. Absolutely. And the thing that we need to be aware of is there's that final price tag. Do we want to use it constructively at the front end, provide the education, and thus a really good life? Or at the other end, where negative things go on, and there's mm-hmm. probably even a higher price tag on it? You raise a really important point. That's exactly right. Sadly, if you, if you look at the statistics, and I've seen this study you know, a couple of times, Northeastern University did a study that showed that the average cost to society at large, that's you and me, for every young person who drops out of high school comes to about $300,000. Actually, that figure was a couple of years ago, so now it's probably even more. Say $300,000, how is that possible? Well, over the course of their lifetime, they're going to need housing subsidy, medical subsidy. Sometimes they're going to need you know, food stamps and other forms of subsidy because they're not going to be able to make the kind of earnings that a high school graduate or, you know, certainly someone with higher education can make. So you're right, Kate. Either, you know, to use the old cliche, you know, pay me now or pay me later. If we invest in these young people now, we're saving, well, I calculated one time that Seattle Urban Academy has saved you and me, you know, $30 million or more over the course of its existence. So, I mean, that seems like a funny statistic, but the truth is, you're right. If you help these students now, you are saving a tremendous amount of problems later, both for the students and for society at large. And it begins to turn that tide. We heard Josh say how his dad told him, don't follow in my kind of footsteps. But right. but those parents don't have the way to change that for their kids. So here, Seattle Urban Academy can do that. As Josh's life changes, then he can share that with his siblings. And then as he has a family, his children already have a different kind of life. They do. They do. You're changing the trajectory of a young person's life forever. And probably the trajectory of their kids and grandkids, 
this is this is life change. It's not just about a high school diploma. It's it's about life change. I have to say, I was down at Seattle Urban Academy just a few weeks ago before school got out for Christmas vacation. Had a chance to see Josh. He came up to me and you know gave me a hug, big smile on his face, and it's just so neat to see this young man with all the issues he's had to face and challenges and problems, and you know there's still challenges in his young life. But he is committed, and he really wants to finish, and he wants to go on to bigger and better things. And with Seattle Urban Academy's help and people like David McIntosh uh, at his side, I believe he's going to do it. But I do hope that your listeners will take it to heart, Kate, and will decide, you know, this school deserves (laughs) deserves our support. And if you feel the desire to support Seattle Urban Academy, once again, the easiest way is to go online at www.sua.org. And you can also call me during the week. My email address is on the SUA website. You can contact me. I can give you the phone number if you want. But I'm more than happy to answer any questions anybody has about SUA anytime. Great. And yes, all that contact information is right there. So simple. Thank you for offering that we can make that connection with you, Tony. And it's just so exciting. We have such a great opportunity to help to change lives. I just so appreciate that you are doing the work that you do, as well as now having spent this time with us and giving us an opportunity to co-partner here. Well, and thank you, Kate, for caring so much. I know you love SUA. I know you have been supportive of SUA in in so many ways. And I'm inspired by the teachers. I'm also inspired by the students. Uh, One last thing just to say before we wrap up here is the students themselves are courageous. They're breaking, in some cases, family patterns. They're breaking with some of their peers. That's a courageous thing to do when you're 17, 18, 19 years old. And I really admire these young people. They're really stepping out and saying, I'm not going to go down the path that my peers and my cousin and my big brother did. I'm going to be different. And, uh, boy, you can see it in their eyes. They are determined to succeed, and it's very exciting. Indeed it is. Well, again, so many thanks for being you, for being involved, and, of course, for taking time with us this morning. Happy to do it. Anytime you are a wonderful friend and and somebody who cares about SUA a lot, and I appreciate you, appreciate your listeners, Kate. Thank you, Tony.